Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Keeping Up Appearances, the luxury podcast. If you hadn't guessed already, this is the companion podcast for exploring the world of Hyacinth Bouquet in the hit BBC sitcom Keeping Up Appearances. My name's Jonathan Vernon-Smith and with me, of course, is William Hanson. Jonathan and I are here because we absolutely love Hyacinth and the world of Keeping Up Appearances. We've binged the bouquets... And we want you to binge and fall in love with them all as much as we do. So by now you should know how this podcast works, but here's just a little reminder just in case. In each episode, William and I will take you through an episode of Keeping Up Appearances, delving deep into the world of the bouquets. So please don't listen any further if you haven't watched the sixth episode of the first series. Remember, Hyacinth always comes first. And as always, William... I'll sort the tea in the Roald Dalton with the hand-printed periwinkles. And you share with us a brief synopsis, if you would, with what happens in The Christening. Hyacinth and Richard are due to attend the christening of their niece's baby. On the way to the church, brackets, not their local one used in episode five, they call in at Daisy's in order to pick up Rose to whom they're giving a lift to the church because Onslow's car will be full with himself, Daisy, Daddy and his girlfriend. This is girlfriend here. I don't think Mrs Midgeless's girlfriend. But... <laughs> Whilst at Onslow's, Hyacinth is, as usual, appalled by the state of the place and their idea of a celebratory drink. When they arrive at the church, the vicar and the guests wait for a very long time and there is still no sign of the niece and her baby. Finally, the vicar receives a call saying that they have broken down in the countryside a couple of miles out of town. Anxious to get away from the Onslow crowd, Hyacinth says she and Richard will go to collect them. However, they have great difficulty finding them until they realise that they were the gypsies in a broken-down old van that they had passed a few minutes earlier. His recollection of the uh, episode is a little different. I don't remember them being gypsies. No. I thought they were hippies. No, hippies. <laughs> <laughs> Richard manages to charge their battery from his car, but then he and Hyacinth have to turn up at the church as passengers in the dilapidated vehicle because their own battery has become flat as a result. A highly embarrassed Hyacinth emerges from the van extremely upset at being associated with such people. So the episode begins, as so many of them seem to, certainly in this series mm. anyway, in Richard and Hyacinth's bedroom. They're getting ready for what transpires is to be the christening. 
Yes, and and again, Richard's properly attired this time, not dressed for frivolity once again. No, no, no more of that has been repeated. And it's a very quick scene just to to set the fact that they're going to the christening because it very very quickly goes to Daisy's kitchen, filthy, disgusting kitchen, mm. where at one point she's seen. Also, she's she's wearing clothes, clearly ready for the christening as well. She's seen polishing her shoes with the tea towel. Yeah, oh. from and she removes this this. Well, I think she dips the tea towel into some dirty water in a in a dirty bucket or bouquet, oh. and then uses it to to clean the shoe, which again makes us feel pretty grim for someone who is very fastidious about tea towels as indeed i am one of one of the the main rules i always say to people never ever ever put your tea towels in with the rest of your whites including underwear because you'll end up with fecal matter on your dishcloth Mm. and you'll then wipe it on your cutlery and then you'll eat it and then you'll eat it so in effect you'll eat your own fecal matter it's disgusting i dread to think what's on the tea towel that Daisy's cleaning her shoes with. I think there's more than faecal matter. Daisy, where's Onslow's clean shirt? How am I supposed to remember? He never wears a shirt. How's she supposed to remember? You never wear a shirt. I do, on formal occasions. He does, on formal occasions. (laughs) Have you tried looking in the wardrobe? Have you tried looking in the wardrobe? I hope our lass isn't going to start having babies every year. You hope your lass isn't... (laughs) <laughs> so they're getting ready then we go straight back into hyacinth and richard's bedroom where it becomes clear the christening is for someone called kylie onslow and daisy's daughter stephanie has got a little baby called kylie and hyacinth comes out with the lovely line kylie sounds like a foreign vegetable now we just before we recorded this episode we had a lovely Winter vegetable soup that That's you right. made. I made it with winter vegetables. No Kylie oh. was sacrificed for that soup. And of course, this... <laughs> I just can't get you out of my blender. <laughs> Very good. Kylie! <laughs> what sort of a name is Kylie for a Christian person? It sounds like a foreign vegetable. <laughs> So she's going to uh, to the christening of Kylie. And there's not a lot of Hyacinth house in this. There's, no. there's two bedroom scenes, a quick outside Wayne Elm, and then off they go. Yes. A little bit more flirting with Elizabeth. Again, Richard and Elizabeth can't yeah. keep their eyes off each other. Talking of flirting, when we then go back to Daisy's kitchen, Onslow's then in the kitchen with Daisy, um, at which point he creeps up behind her and grabs her firmly by her right buttock. Which I assume, if I mean, if you're in a loving relationship with someone, that that's perhaps more acceptable than to do it like Daddy does and grabs anybody without their consent. Uh, but I, I think that sort of kitchen wouldn't put me off anything vaguely romantic or sexual. It's, yes, it certainly wouldn't get me in the mood. Is there any beer? You're not having any beer till after the christening. It's supposed to be a celebration, not a famine. <laughs> Daisy, I really need a beer. On account that your hyacinth will be here any minute. You're right. We'll both have a beer. <laughs> so they have that little moment and then Hyacinth and Richard arrive at the house, Onslow and Daisy's house. We have a little bit more of the now familiar falling in the bush routine. Mm. Come back to that in a minute. Yes, two two bush routines we have in this episode, don't we? Yes, 
we do. It's there's a rare art when they leave. Jumping ahead in the episode a bit, there is a rare dog and bush on exit, where she falls to her right, not to her left. And really, in the in the world of keeping up appearances fandom, that is like a a shiny Pokemon card. A shiny what? Oh, it's meme gate all over again. When I was at school, you you were in your second job. We. <laughs> Pokemon cards. Are you aware of them? I've they were like trading cards. You used to sort of collect them. I did it for about five minutes to try and be cool, but I soon realised right. I needed more than a shiny Pikachu. And a shiny card was like a collector's edition. It was rare. It was something everybody wanted. What I mean, did you not have like you know trends or zeitgeisty toys or things at school? How about the, the no. like the ball the ball on a string that you had to get into the cup? Excuse me, I'm I'm not 104. <laughs> I mean, admittedly, I was an odd child. I wore check trousers and penny loafers, but <laughs> I was at school with penny loafer. So yes, we do get a rare hyacinth falling into the bush on exit. But before she exits, she's still in the house and she's offered a glass of sherry. Sherry, a very uh, interesting drink to be offered in Onslow and Daisies. Yes, because it's 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 more of a hyacinth drink rather than an Onslow and Daisy drink, where we usually only see them drink beer at Onslow and Daisies. But Onslow does say he had to smuggle in the bottle under his vest. Because he was embarrassed. Embarrassed. Because it's so unmasculine. Well, says. it's not a masculine drink, is it, Sherry? Is it not? No, it's an old lady drink. But I drink it. My grandmother used to have a sherry at six. Uh, quite right. Sherry at six, gin and tonic at seven, white wine throughout the evening. She lived to 100. It's taken the Queen Mother philosophy to, <laughs> yeah. to, to ageing. Wow, OK. Well, yes, I mean, Hyacinth is borderline impressed. She's even fairly impressed that Onslow has put a tie on, although it's not quite on, it's sort of hanging off his neck, Not doesn't look very comfortable there. And actually, he's not doing up his shirt. And that that's one of the things that irritates me about people who wear open-neck shirts with ties, when really there is no excuse. Because if you get measured properly and you know your collar size, it shouldn't be uncomfortable. It's only uncomfortable when basically the shirt's too small for you. Yes. Yes, but many of us, as we age, and we might put on a little bit of weight... Well, go and buy another shirt. Well, you might not realise because you don't wear a tie very often until suddenly you have a special occasion and you go to tie up your tie and put your top button up and you think oh my word I've put on weight well this is why we need to take a leaf out of Hyacinth's book and do a dress rehearsal very true there, there is a there, there's a wonderful cutting line I can't remember the setup for it I'm glad, I'm glad Ons- Onslow's come, come on, on so, so well, well since, since yeah. and it's so withering it's it's great. Did I see Onslow wearing a tie? <laughs> of course he's wearing a tie. You don't think he's going to not wear a tie at his granddaughter's christening? He didn't wear a tie at his daughter's christening. <laughs> I don't think we could afford one then. I'm glad Onslow's come on so well since. <laughs> now, Daddy, meanwhile, is upstairs with Mrs Midgley, the neighbour. Who we haven't met before. No, but we hear her squeals as good old pervy daddy is clearly trying to get fresh with her. And Mrs Midgley is having none of it. She doesn't want it. (laughs) (laughs) Now, for those that maybe haven't watched beyond this episode of Keeping Up Appearances ever, minor spoiler, 
In series two onwards, for then the rest of the programme, there is a different actress playing Rose. Series one is Shirley Stelfox. Series two is Mary Miller. And I'm sure we'll talk at great length about Mary Miller's portrayal of Rose when we get to that. But the Rose in series one and how Shirley Stelfox portrayed it or was told to portray it, I think is quite irritating. Oh, I think she's a very... But maybe I'm only saying that because I know then what comes, where there is a bit more warmth to it. I mean, you've still got quite a lot of the same character traits, but I just find it very whiny. I mean, I think that you obviously must prefer sort of Series 2. Yes, I I definitely preferred Series 2, but it's not so much... The whininess. I just Being imagine her standing round the back of the bins having a fag. Yes. She's that she's got that kind of face. Where you been, Reg? Don't lie to me. You've got another woman. <laughs> well, I hope she's a very understanding person. She's going to have to be when she sees where you've got my name tattooed. So they have the toast. The Stephanie and the baby. And they all choke on how strong. Because Onslow has spiked the sherry. Because apparently it tasted like ferret wee. Nice. Not quite sure why Onslow knows what ferret wee tastes like, but we'll, we'll leave that there. Now, Hyacinth doesn't want Richard to finish it. Richard clearly quite likes it. Mm. And Richard keeps trying to finish the sherry. And Hyacinth keeps trying to grab the glass away. And it quickly becomes apparent that Richard is just a little bit squiffy. Uh, And he hasn't really had very much. He's only had about two mouthfuls, which reminds me a little Mm. of you. The first time you and I went out for a few drinks. Because we should just say, for the benefit of the listeners, that I, unlike Jonathan, who started drinking and had his stomach pumped age six, I did not drink until I was 22. Pathetic. Until I had left university. Ridiculous. Think of all that fun you missed out on. No, not at my university. But because I was so late to drinking and I wasn't, I hadn't sort of gone through the, you know, the phase that every six-year-old goes through where they get taken to St Albans <laughs> and gets their stomach pumped, I, when I did drink, got drunk very quickly. Thank heavens I've got out of that. He had half a gin and tonic and lost the ability to speak. Yes, I thought I was going to have to take you to A&E. I thought you'd had some kind of short-circuit experience. You had to order me a lot of bread. That's right. In the particular restaurant we were in. And it would appear Richard also is a bit of a lightweight because having had this couple of mouthfuls of albeit very strong sherry, he's clearly squiffy. And we realise this as they exit the house because Hyacinth falls in the bush and Richard seems to be slurring. Yes, and uh, and then he gets he gets very uh, animated when Rose comes out dressed like a, a slightly tarty Minnie Mouse. Yes, uh, and out she comes. Although it was pointed out to us by our producer that actually by today's standards, thirty years after this this episode originally aired, actually what she's wearing is maybe not as bad as it was in nineteen ninety one. She has a lot of leg on show though. A normal gentlemanly Richard suddenly takes quite a liking to Rosie's legs. See what mm. a couple of mouthfuls of cheap sherry will do to him? It's not good. Although to get Rose out the house because she's running late, Hyacinth gets uh Richard to blow the horn. Now my grandmother, God rest her, she was from the North Country, as she would call it, which was her euphemistic way of saying 
The North? The North. Was your grandmother from the North? Yes, she was from the Lake... Well, the Lake District, but but not a particularly nice part of the Lake District. And she... Want, I can remember after I... Just literally, the, I think the day I passed my driving test, I was allowed to take her back home after she had visited for dinner. So uh, off Granny and I went, and as we drove past the kitchen window, I decided... And my, you know, my mother was waving. I parked the horn... And Granny's little hand shot out from the passenger's seat and went, it's very North Country. And I have never since what, parked honk or honked my horn? horn. What, it's a bit common? She thought it was very common oh. to do that. As, oh. to, as if to go, you know, hello. Fine maybe if you're in an emergency to pop it, but not. Oh. She thinks it's very North Country. My but first that, car was a Mini and back in the days when um, I'm talking about the old Mini, not the new Mini. Right. But back in the day, everyone who had a Mini used to honk their horn, flash their lights and wave at other Mini drivers. At night? I don't understand why. No, all the time. The Whenever park. you were driving on the roads, if you saw another Mini coming towards you, meep, meep, flash, flash, wave. Gosh. Well, that was before Instagram. <laughs> We always used to do that, honk at other mini drivers. Wow. Yeah. Very North Country. Yeah, very North Country. <laughs> if Granny were here, she'd be appalled. She would. <laughs> so, yes, Rose comes out, gets in the car, Richard ogles her her leg and thigh and everything else that's on show. And Hyacinth, then when they arrive at the church, gets out of the car herself. She yes. doesn't wait for Richard to come and do the door. No. And she casts Richard a filthy look. Exactly, because she's clocked that he's been eyeing her sister up. And I, I can understand why she might be a bit annoyed. Yes. Let's get away from here before I'm seen by anyone who knows me socially. <laughs> and once Hyacinth, Richard and Rose arrive, then sort of power walking down the road, we see Reg and Dennis, two of Rose's uh, gentleman friends. Interestingly, there's no uh, honorific, no, no Mr attached to their name. They are simply known by their first names. Reg and Dennis. But one of them's an old man. I'm sure Rose could do better. Rose doesn't seem to care. As long as they're male and with a pulse, that's all that seems to matter. Yes. So uh, off off they go, and uh, in order to distract the new vicar from, uh, from Reg and Dennis, Hyacinth is terribly worried about the acid rain. Yes. Which I love. I just love that bit. You where... love that line. I don't understand why you like that because line. Because it's so extreme. I mean, acid rain. I do hope the acid... When was the last time we even had acid rain? Well, back in the 90s, we had a lot of acid rain. Why? What had happened? Well, I don't know. We had acid. <laughs> have you not never heard of acid rain? I have heard of acid rain, but I've just, I just didn't, didn't think it was a thing that really happened. No, we used to have acid rain. And then they have another sort of quite dated reference, a bit like in a previous episode when they talked about the poll tax, and they start talking with great interest about cash cards. Which yes, because she's she's bragging about her her sister Violet arriving, having her own cash card, married to the turf accountant. Yes, she's got her own cash card. Richard's planning on getting Hyacinth a cash card. Which Richard seems to have no idea about now. A cash card is that what we would now call a debit card? Um, not really, no. The cash card was the card that you would put in the machine to withdraw your cash that you'd then use to spend. Ah, so you couldn't then use, you couldn't use it in a shop? I don't think You just think have to so. use it at the ATMs? No, so you had a cash card that allowed you to withdraw money, mm -hmm. and then we had something called a switch card. Yes. 
Um, and the switch card was the first debit card that you could use. But before, the cash card could also be used as your uh, check guarantee card. Ah, oh, okay. When you used to write a check, you'd then have to show the card for them to marry up the two. Right. Yeah. Gosh, that's interesting. Mm. Um Back in the good old days. It wasn't particularly funny. I mean, that's just how it was. No, it's interesting to learn. My mother has never in all her married life used a cash point. What? She's never used a cash point. I don't know why. It started off on the guys that she didn't think she could work. I mean, they're so straightforward. But instead, she has her own cash point. She just goes to my father's bedside drawer and removes how much money she needs. Now you've just told everyone that's where your father <laughs> keeps his cash supply. It's I... where he used to. Following this, I shall phone him and we'll move it to a different bedside drawer. I'm sure your father's had the house secured by a team of professionals. He has. Mm. In fact, there is, in fact, to the point where I once phoned my mother and uh, I don't quite know why they were having one installed, but I phoned for my usual sort of six o'clock chat and uh, she said, darling, absolute chaos here. The safe man is here and just hung up. <laughs> Now you've just told everyone you've got to save. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's safe. Stop telling everyone this. Your parents are going to be robbed at gunpoint. The alarm code is 84. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they'd have to get past their very, very vicious guard dog called Knuckles. <laughs> the poodle. Who patrols, who patrols the electric fence perimeter. Anyway, where were we? <laughs> so cash cards. Yes, yes, cash cards. How interesting. Um, and then, and Hyacinth says that wonderful quote, and I don't know if, whether you like this quote or not. I always put it in a lot of my writing. Someone has to fly the flag of finesse. And it's so true. Yeah. It's my calling card. Forget cash cards, it's my calling card. Again, not one of my favourite quotes. One of my favourite quotes is coming up. Okay. I'll let you know when. Thank you. Oh, the doorbell. I'd better get it. It's bound to be the postman with a very important delivery. We'll be back after this. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
the Cortina then arrives. It's the arrival of the parents, Onslow and Daisy. And in the back is Daddy with Mrs Midgley. And you know that because as they arrive, you hear the squealing of Mrs Midgley trying to get out of the car because old pervy Daddy's obviously been touching her up in the back of the Cortina. Good good. family entertainment. (laughs) 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 And their arrival interrupts Hyacinth, regaling the vicar with a story that she once saw the Queen picking at a prawn cocktail. Now, that is a bit of an anachronism because, uh, as any royal watch will know, no member of the royal family, particularly Her Majesty, ever eats seafood in public. Why is that? Food poisoning. Because obviously, as we know, seafood is very difficult. Well, it's not difficult to cook, but it's easy to undercook or to get wrong or to give people food poisoning. And so we we don't want a we don't want a bilious member of the royal family in public. Oh, and is you'll have to forgive me because I don't eat anything that no, lives anywhere near water. Um, so d- is it fairly instant the reaction? I mean, would would Her Majesty projectile vomit immediately? She ate a, a bad clam. Yes. <laughs> She's there delivering the Queen's speech in all the regalia. Would it be like that episode of Little Britain? (laughs) (laughs) All over the Lord Chancellor. Oh, dear. Yes. Right. So, yes, so that's just something I picked up. And then, I mean, maybe it's a euphemism, just after Onslow and Daisy arrive, the acid rain chucks it down. Yes, it does. All crammed into the porch. And we find out that Stephanie, Onslow and Daisy's daughter, they've broken down which is why there's a delay. And so Hyacinth and Richard, in order to get away... And actually, Harold Snow writes in the book, in order to get away from Onslow's crowd. But actually, the people assembled don't actually look that dishevelled or they don't look like Onslow. They look relatively respectable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but off they go. And as uh, Hyacinth and Richard are driving around, they've just picked some random roads to, to look at. Uh, this is in the days before tracking and find friends. They pass a caravan that's broken down. And we soon learn that in that caravan is Stephanie. Hyacinth learns this from speaking to the vicar's wife in this phone box. And again, I think that's a nice little moment to see someone use a phone box because it's quite retro now with the advent of mobile phones. You don't often see phone boxes in use. Our phone box in our village is now a defibrillator. There we go, you see. But to be honest, most people who live here are 50 plus, so it's probably a very good idea. It's a good idea. But out she comes looking horrified from the phone box because she has discovered that that caravan that they passed is Stephanie and Kylie. What's wrong? We've passed them. How have passed them? Those hippies with the van. <laughs> oh, my. Exactly. It's a rare moment that we see Richard actually sort of on the same wavelength as Hyacinth, looking exasperated that, oh my gosh, I mean, even for Richard, we've found his his line. And the next scene is hilarious. I love this. This is where the hippies, including Steph, are trying to get into the back of the rover. Mm. And in the process, chucking all their stuff in the back, they knock Hyacinth's hat off which I don't know why it just makes me laugh, but it's just the way her hat gets bashed off by this great big bag that comes in. And they quickly realise it's not going to work, so instead they're going to have to try and jumpstart the hippie van and get it going. Yes, and and in the process, as as Richard is trying to to help jumpstart the van, 
we still at this point don't know which of these two men is the father of Kylie. And it turns out that they're none the wiser because you have each man in turn, again another bottom squeeze, squeezing each of Stephanie's bottom cheeks. Again, cue an awful look on Hyacinth's face. And then Richard says the wonderful line, let me have a go. <laughs> Which he says at the wrong moment. <laughs> but obviously means, uh, let me have a go at starting, starting the van. van. Yes, They finally get the van going. But unfortunately, it transpires in the process of jump-starting the van, mm. they've run the battery down on the rover. So the next scene is of the caravanette arriving at the church. Cue the explosion. Nicked from Onslow and Daisy's Cortina. Well, again, I don't know how much of this was, was thought through, but they often say that daughters end up marrying people that remind them of their father. And so somebody that has fathered... One of these men has fathered Kylie... And Stephanie's shacking up with them. That's right. Cue the explosion on the back of the vehicle. So and Actually, just before that explosion, we had the arrival in a nice Mercedes of Violet and Bruce. Now, this is the first time that we have sort of seen in the flesh Violet and Bruce, those characters who come into the, the programme a lot further on. But actually, it's not the same actors that play Violet and Bruce later on. We never really see Violet's face. And Bruce, we only sort of see him th sort of through the lens of a, of a camcorder filming the action. Now, what happens next is my favourite part in this whole episode. Because the back doors of the caravan open. Mm. And the hippies get out one by one, followed by a rather dishevelled looking Richard with his hair all over the place. And then Hyacinth, who gets trapped in the fly net <laughs> that's hanging by the door. Her hat comes off. And as she comes out, she's confronted by Bruce, who's purchased and, and brought along to the christening a camcorder. Mm. Camcorders used to be huge. And he's filming the arrival of everyone in this caravanette, at which point Hyacinth comes out with, in my opinion, the best line, I will not be filmed emerging from a hippie caravanette, which I think is just marvellous. It's a lovely line. And I like, I like it when her sort of her leg goes, she's got one leg still on the caravan, her leg goes out to, to find her feet and the leg sort of flags about a little bit. She's just so Wonderful comic. She's acting. wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And then the, the episode after that kind of fizzles out for me, really, because the vicar's still trying to find out who the father is and Hyacinth wants to distract him, so talks about the weather and... At least it's not raining. Cue the end credits. Yeah, I mean, do you think this... I mean, I, mean, I think if this programme was being made now... With, with what we all know about television production, this maybe wouldn't have been the episode to end a series with. True. I think they would have shuffled the episode order around a little bit in order to end it with a stronger episode. But, hey, this was 1991. Clearly, you could get away with less. Well, I don't know what the um, audience viewing figures were for series one, but it must have been good. Yes, because they then commissioned a longer series two. <laughs> In this podcast, we've come to the end of, of looking at series one of Keeping Up Appearances. Which of the six episodes do you think is the strongest? Which is your favourite? Which is your weakest episode? I think my favourite would be episode four. Which is the charity shop. Which is the charity shop, purely because of the wall incident and Hyacinth having to 
break into somebody's garden mm. and navigate her way through the back streets yeah. to Onslow and Daisy's house. That is my favourite scene in the whole of series one. What do you think my favourite episode is? Um, I don't know. I quite, and this is interesting based on what you have said about this episode, I quite like episode two. Do you? The new vicar. Why? Because I almost like it for its simplicity. There aren't a lot of set pieces, but there are a few funny moments, in particular Hyacinth just bursting in on Elizabeth and just laughing and shutting the door, <laughs> which, I, which I just love. And the tea and light refreshments, the large order at the bakery. That I love, you know, we've talked about this, I love the wife behind the door. It just makes me laugh. <laughs> Your face is lighting up as you recount this episode. So I quite like that one. Oh, well. Well, it's all marvellous. It is. Charity Shop would be my second favourite. But the best part, Mm. it gets better from here. Yes. Series two is where the real fun begins. So if you, listener, have never watched Kingdom Appearances and you're about to watch series two, well, strap yourself in. (laughs) Um, which is the weakest episode of series one, would you say? Uh, for me, it's episode two. Gosh. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it is. the it's, it's episode two. Purely because I don't think there are any major laugh out loud moments in episode two. It's nice. Not even the vicar's wife behind the door. No, no. It's It's fine. It's quite amusing, but it's not, it hasn't got the proper... Mm. Hyacinth hasn't yet come to life and it's not until kind of episode three, episode four that she really starts to come to life as far as I'm concerned. Well, we'll agree to disagree. Yeah. I still think it's a very nice episode, probably because also there's not a lot of Onslow and Daisy. It's quite it's quite Hyacinth-centred. Well, that's true. I probably would say my weakest episode, probably this one. Kindly. Mm. Oh. Because there's a lot of it's a lot of Onslow. And that makes it sound as if I don't like Onslow. I do. I think there are some hilarious moments. But Yeah, but it's all worth it for the emerging from the hippie caravanette. It is. That is a very good payoff. That's a scene I have had to rewind and watch over and over and over again. Well, good for you. <laughs> Shall we see how much we were were watching this episode? Yes, let's. In our final competition. <gasps> Of the series. Such excitement. And then we'll tot up the scores and see who won. As things stand, it is a draw between you and I in terms of points. Nail-biting. So we're playing for the win. (laughs) What is the colour of Onslow's tie? Oh, okay. I've typed my answer. I've written my answer. You say lime green, I say pink. Oh, and the answer and the is... the answer is... Oh. Oh. Neither of us are right. I thought the shirt was blue and the tie was pink. Oh, it's sky blue. Sky blue. The shirt is like a, a dirgy, pinky, purple, lilac-y colour. Oh, I got so it you... back to front. I don't know where I got lime green from. No, I don't know where you got it from. Oh, is Daisy in lime green? Yes. yes. Of course I she is. I got them mixed up. Going into series two... It's neck and neck. How exciting. That'll get them coming back for more. 
If you want to keep up with the bouquets, you can now hear William and I chat through every single episode of Series 1 right now. We thank you very much indeed for your company throughout Series 1. We do need your help, though, to let other people into the world of Hyacinth Bouquet and our podcast. So if you wouldn't mind terribly picking up your white slimline telephone with last number redial, giving them a call and instructing them, they must join us. We'd be frightfully grateful. Until the next series... I do hope the acid rain holds off. (laughs) Cheerio. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.